Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore do and observe all things whatever, whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on the people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master, for you have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. All right, so y'all heard that, right? Call no one on earth your father. Now, uh, if you take that literally and you don't understand the context, you would assume that it's kind of odd that I'm called father. Uh, But there's more to the story. Like a lot of things, when you take Jesus' teachings in context, you take the fuller understanding of what he's getting at. Um, I actually know at least a couple priests that uh, for particular reasons, they didn't like being called father. Uh, one used to just just never say, don't call me father, don't call me father. And, and uh, for me, it always seems strange because there's a real good scriptural reason why we call priest father. Uh, there was another one I knew that he would always sign everything reverend because he didn't like to use the word father because he's thinking of the Gospel of Matthew here. But there's a problem with the word reverend, which I'll get to in a second. Now, why is it that Jesus is teaching what he's teaching, and if the early church and the disciples were to take that literally, uh, why is it that they continue to consider themselves fathers? Uh, For example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, St. Paul is telling the Corinthians, he says, look, you've, you've had many leaders and people among yourself, but you've had one father, and I have fathered you in Christ. Well, that seems kind of odd, doesn't it? And then also, in the Gospel of John and in the letters of John, uh, John consistently has this understanding of father and children, and he considers himself the father to his children, and even says, you know, my little children. Uh, When St. Paul is uh, writing in Philemon, he's talking about Onesimus, and he says to him that I am your father, and he doesn't mean that literally, he means in a spiritual sense. And this is because the understanding of spiritual father is much different than a father dictator. And the early church understood that to be a father in the Christian sense is to look after the children, the children of God, in a way that is more than just a position of power or authority. It's actually a position of service, and it's a position of love and family relationship similar to the relationship we have between God 
and us, God who is our Father and we are his children. And it was not very dissimilar to the relationship that the king had in ancient Israel because everyone knew at that time that God was the real king and that king, like King David, was to be a model of God's kingship to the people and serve them in a way that was humble and in a way that was uh, not to lord over but to, to care for. And so in a similar way as, as a priest, I'm not called to be father as a dictator, to just say, okay, all you my peasants, I'm going to tell you what exactly you're going to do, and you're going to do it because I'm the father. It, it's rather, as Jesus was saying, it's not of the worldly standard that we have, it's the heavenly standard. And so he said it's an invitation to service. Just like every father on earth should be a father of service to his children. And it's something that that Jesus even preached about, the understanding that we have between the leadership we see in the world and the leadership that he wants, uh, which is more of a servant leadership. So I actually change those things when I get these letters and it's like Reverend Mike Walker and I'm supposed to sign, I sign Father Mike Walker because Reverend actually means revered. Well, that's kind of the opposite of what Jesus is getting at because what he's saying in the gospel today is he says, don't be going after positions of authority so that you could be noticed and feel like you're special and get special privileges and, and somehow lord that authority over people as if you somehow are their master. Uh, what he's saying is that as my disciples, I want you to be of service to others in the example that I will show you. And so obviously St. Paul understood that and that's why he wrote as he did and the beloved disciple did as well and that's why he wrote the way he did. In my own life as a priest, I will say that I don't shy away from the term father, but I do realize that other Christian denominations have different ways of looking at that. And I belong to an ecumenical prayer group, and part of this prayer group, I always kidded them by saying for the first six months, my goal was to convince you all that Catholics are Christian. You know, and then after that, then it's just a matter of, okay, let's all work together because we have so much work to do in this unchurched state that we live in. And I remember at one point this topic came up and I was explaining it to a few of the people in a small group. And then later on, a few months later, one of the, one of the minister's children came in and he introduced him to me. And he says, oh, nice to meet you, pastor. And then the other minister said, that's father to you, you know, which I thought was kind of funny. But anyway, when we read these kinds of things, we, we should look at it in context uh, because Jesus also said, call no one on earth your teacher, and it's not like we don't call anyone teacher. It's not like we don't call biological fathers fathers. Uh, it's, it's not like we don't call people that we work for our bosses, you know. So all this has to be taken in the context that we have a certain way that we're supposed to be living as Christians, and it's not one where we're we're striving after positions of authority and doing whatever we can to grasp onto that. And I actually kind of like this about Oregon, is we're not all pretentious for the most part. We, we don't really care that much about positions and, and uh, titles and things like that. But that's not the case in other areas of the world. I remember once traveling to Medjugorje, and while I was there, I had a great experience while I was there, but one thing that I just never was comfortable with with was just this over-the-top, you're a priest, you're a priest, you're a priest, and, 
and it was this, you know, oh, here, Father, you can take cuts. You know, oh, here, Father, look, we have a special place for you. And it's, I understand why they're doing it. They're doing it because they're showing reverence to the position and Christ and his church. You know, but I have to say, I really feel weird about those sort of things. It's kind of like if there's a fundraiser and I, I, I try to contribute to the fundraiser and they say, no, Father, you can't do this. And I'm like, why can't I? It's like, what makes, what makes it where I'm not able to contribute, you know? Um, but, and again, I know why people do that, but, but I think we do, and you all have an obligation to help priests and help deacons to appreciate their position as leaders, but servant leaders. And that doesn't help when you just spoil them, you know, and make them think that they're kings, you know, this sort of thing. Uh, we were at a, a priest meeting a few years ago when, Saint, uh, when Pope Francis was first elected, and when he was elected, he seemed a little harsh on the priests. I don't know, you, you probably didn't read all these things, but at one, one point he was saying, you know, remember that you are not princes. You know, you are called to be servants. And, and anyway, one of the other priests goes, he, he was saying, I, I feel like he's always mad at us. And I'm like, oh, it's like, eh, get over it. It's not that big a deal. He just wants us to be in it for the right reason. So I just looked at it for that, for what it was meant to be. You know, and if you travel to other areas of the world, that the priests are princes, and, and they kind of take that, uh, and they take advantage of it. And so anyway, as St. Cecilia always gets a lot of new priests as well as older priests, uh, there is a way to have a balance there. We can respect the priesthood and the office of priesthood, uh, but we don't have to do it in a way where we're elevating them as if they're royalty or something like that. And so, so I would just ask you all, just don't spoil me. I don't, I don't need all the food and the, the money and stuff like that. I appreciate the friendship and the prayer and the support. Uh, but, you know, we have to keep these things in balance. And especially for the new priests, that it doesn't help them to, to kind of think that they're somehow royalty when they become priests. Rather, we look at Jesus' own example. He offered his own body for the service of his children. When we look at the early church, it was the same thing. The disciples offered their lives for the service of their children, their spiritual children. And we can do something similar because all of us have a, a position of authority in one way or another, and we can take that not as a way to uh, make ourselves seem greater or more important or have special benefits or privileges, but just as a, an easy way uh, to help serve the people that the Lord has put in our life. And so again, we look at these kinds of readings and we put it in their proper context. Our model and example is Jesus. And so when we listen to his words, we have to also listen to and see his example.